stuff. Episode 53 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. Think of it as a map, a Google map or a Waze map that helps you wind your way through all of the options available to us in kids entertainment today. On today's show, I talk to Jerry Casagrande, who's a movie director, producer and writer who made a movie called On the Wing. An amazing movie for families, really funny, really interesting concept with Corbin Burnson in it. Remember Corbin? Of course, remember Corbin Burnson. I had a great time talking to Jerry about all kinds of aspects of filmmaking and what it was like for him. And Jerry was so kind as to give a recommendation for our 4 Plus 1 this week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You can check out On the Wing, which Jerry wrote, created, and produced on Amazon video on demand so if you're an amazon prime type of person which i know a lot of us are you can check out on the wing and you should there's some really funny and great and thought-provoking scenes in this movie thanks and we'll talk to you at the end of the show four, four plus one. that's right four plus one top four songs in my car plus one i try to get my kids to listen to coming in at four this week is wake up jeff by the wiggles and i'm sorry Wake up, Jeff. Everybody's wiggling. Wake up, Jeff. We really need you. Wake up, Jeff. You're missing all the fun now. Wake up, Jeff, before the day's through. What's that sound? I can hear somebody snoring. What's that sound? It's not Murray or Greg. What is that sound if it's not Murray or Greg? I mean, honestly, what could it be? Coming in at number three this week is Space Cadet by Secret Agent 23 Skidoo. You're my little telescope, always staring into space. You're my little wild clock, always got your hands on your face. Your eyes are like donuts, big and warm and glazed. You're my little space cadet, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, daydreamer! What's your dream? I can tell that your mind is a movie screen. What's the scene on that invisible TV? I walk by, say hi, you don't even see me. Easy, I ain't mad at today, dreaming. I'm furious. Coming in at number two this week is a suggestion from Jerry Casagrande. It is Chicken Lips and Lizard Hips by Bruce Springsteen. I'm pretty sure this isn't a Bruce original, but it's pretty amazing. And we're on a little bit of a Bruce Springsteen tear here on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. And this one is great. Yeah, when I was a little kid, see, I never liked to eat. And mama put things on my plate and I'd dump them on her feet. But then one day she made this soup, I ate it all in bed. I asked her what she put in it and, well, this is what she said. Oh, chicken lips and lizard hips and alligator eyes. Yeah, monkey legs and buzzard eggs and salamander thighs. And number one this week, a return to the countdown, is by Francis England. It's Explore the World. We can't get enough of this one. We really, really, really like it. Sometimes people, they look, they don't see. They hear without listening. They miss the beat. And I don't want to be the one to miss out. 
The one who's not looking at the world around, at the world around. Plus one this week is The Power Is On by The Go Team. And I know, you want to know, was this a winner? I played it for my kids and not a winner. If you like anything that you heard on this week's countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. Support these artists. Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast, the man of many talents, Jerry Casagrande. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing well, Mike. Thanks a lot for having me on. Oh, totally. It is my pleasure. So we uh, we got in touch because you, I mean, I'll let you talk about all the roles you've had in in creating what we're going to talk about, Um, but a movie called On the Wing. Um, a, like a real movie, like you did it. You made a real movie with like people in it. Congratulations! So, so what was? Let's start with like what were all of your roles in in making this movie happen? Uh well, so I, I did. I wore a lot of hats, and I'll just uh, the real movie thing. I will jump to a quick story. So, my my partner in crime on this is a guy named Dan DeLuca, who who can't be here today, and who has sort of the lead comic role in the movie as Dirk Diaper. Um, However, Dan also co-directed it with me, and on the first day on set, we were watching the very first scene being filmed, and as a director, you watch through this monitor, and I said to Dan, oh my God, this is a real movie. <laughs> and Dan, this is my first film, and Dan's made about three others, and he's like, what did you think we were doing? And uh, it really, you know, I was very impressed with the, with the quality that we got with a really great um, cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I'm the, the writer, co-director, producer, and I had a cameo in the film as a uh, sort of a cowboy farmer, uh-huh. um, and I uh, got to ride a horse, which was very fun. Well, that's, uh, well, that is, yeah. that's always fun. Um, you're the writer. Yeah. What, uh, so t- t- I don't. So we're going to tread lightly, and, and no spoilers, because people are going to hear this and want to see the movie. But there's a lot of themes, right? Yeah. And and just sort of like, what was the inspiration for for writing the movie that you wrote? So I started writing this movie back in 2010. Uh, movies take a while to come to fruition. And I have three kids. And in 2010, they were 10, 7, and 3. Um, and so I set out. I, want, I said, I want to write a movie that my kids will like. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, I'm a big environmentalist. I love the natural world. And so I wanted to have some sort of environmental message. Uh, two movies that my kids really enjoyed at the time, and that I would recommend to all your um, your listeners, uh, are uh, Holes, uh-huh. uh, which is just an absolutely outstanding movie, um, and based on the book, and it's a great audio book to listen to on long car rides with your kids, um, and Hoot, which is also a good audio book. It's by Carl Hyacin. And um, so this movie has a lot in common with Hoot, where some kids set out to save uh, little baby owls from an evil pancake company. Um, and, and it has something to do with Holes as well, some similar things with Holes. In Holes, um, the protagonist, the main character, um, 
ultimately fulfills his family's legacy or destiny. And, um, and so there's a little component of that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was writing this, there was a bunch of oil spilling out of the BP oil spill. And so that, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the bad things about oil, mm-hmm. um, and what we need to do to address climate change and, and change from oil and coal to solar and wind and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and there's lots of, uh, you know, again, no, no spoilers and trying to tread lightly, but a lot of social justice, you know, a lot of quoting, a lot of, yeah, yeah. um, a lot of, uh, you know, bringing up the, you know, those who, the, the giants that came before us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but sort of think about some of the things in, in terms of, in, in terms that like, reflected what was happening now for lack of a better word in in the political in the political world and like it's hard not to be political at this stage in life but um i just think that like the what i'm trying to say in a very long-winded way and maybe not a very clear way is that the themes ring true that you wrote about in 2010 to now in terms of the environment in terms of respect in terms of like there's lots of things um so Okay, so let's 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 break down some of the characters, right? Okay. So, who are the main characters in the in the film? Okay, so I'll give you the basic. You know, in two sentences, the movie is about these these four kids who uncover a plot by um, a very corrupt senator and her her oil man sidekick, who is Dirk Diaper, um, and they are they are out to kill bald eagles because they've discovered oil underneath the nesting grounds of the eagles. Mm-hmm. And the kids discover this plan and have to take on the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the four kids, um, the main character is a, a kid, and the kids are all about 15 or 16 years old, and the main character is uh, Will Ryburn, who just loves playing guitar. He loves hanging out with his buddy Evan. Evan's got a cool tree house. It's a sweet tree and, house. Yeah. It's a sweet tree house. <laughs> sweet tree house. I know. I love tree houses, so uh-huh. it was fun to have a tree house in there. Uh, and he just wants to play guitar, skateboard, hang out with Evan. But his dad is a very powerful senator, and his dad has other plans for him and is worried that Will is really apathetic and, and doesn't care enough. And so he um, has made a plan to send Will to Washington on spring break for what Will sees as a, a very boring sort of student congress program. Mm-hmm. Um, through uh, you know a series of events, Will is unable to avoid going, and he ends up down there, and he meets – his uh, three people who quickly become his buddies, there is um, Allie McAllister, who fancies herself as an eco-terrorist. Yep, she's great. Um, <laughs> and uh, Javier Reyes, who is this uh, brilliant uh, kid who um, sort of knows everything about everything, um, but has his own insecurities that he has to overcome. And uh, Tanisha Reed, who uh, is a very eloquent young woman and uh, whose uh, grandfather... Uh, was involved in the civil rights movement. And she is constantly thinking about Martin Luther King's approach to things and Malcolm X's approaches to things. And so one of the themes of the movie is really, you know, is, is how do you uh, create change, whether it's environmental change or social justice change or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it's great. And in the, the casting is so good. I mean, I, so like as no, someone who has never made a movie, do, when you're writing the parts, do you have certain, things in mind or, and I'm, I'm sure you were involved heavily in like the casting process. And, and so is there like a moment when someone's reading the script that you wrote your words and you're just like, that's it. 
that's the person that I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, there are. I mean, that definitely happened with, um, with a few characters. Uh, the, the young woman who played Tanisha, her name is Patrice Harris in real life. She, when, when she read for her part, I was like, bam, yeah, she's this perfect. Same thing with, um, Javi, uh, that's Diego Salinas. And when Javi read, he was great also. Um, interestingly, when, um, Ali McAllister, I had in mind what she might sound like. And Kendra Jane, the actress, brought something a little bit like edgier to it uh-huh. that I wasn't expecting, but then I loved it. And, yeah. and um, so like two days into the screening, I was like, this is different than I was expecting, but I, I totally loved it. And, yeah. and she's a great Ally McAllister. And and uh, Brennan Tolbert, who did Will, um, you know, we that was the hardest role to cast because as the lead, we really wanted to, you know, just make sure it was just right. And um, we looked through a lot of different folks and um, and then settled on Brennan. When yeah. We really, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. You just, a note about Allie, like one of my favorite parts. And, th- and I'm going to like sort of sprinkle stuff like this in just yeah, to yeah. like pique people's interest. But like her interactions with the limo driver. I was yeah. like, it was <laughs> so awesome. It was so awesome. Um, okay, so... So Will is a guitar player, right? I relate to yep. that as a uh, as a guitar player, and um, and one of the scenes where I was like, "This is the dream." Like Jerry just knows things, and and this is the dream because he stood outside the senator's office and played guitar, <laughs> and a, and this and this woman came out and was just like dancing, and I just thought that was so that was so clever, and I was like, "Oh my god, how many people in their life have wanted to be able to do that?" Like just like have someone just so into what they were doing <laughs> that they could basically sneak anyone in and do anything. So that was really cool too. That's another little sprinkle there. Um, so, so when you're writing the movie, are you, do you write it like scene by, you know, so obviously you have the place that you want to go. Right. Yep. And so I'm thinking about like a scene in the Senator's office, which yep. is like a pretty tense scene because you know, that you don't want, you know, you don't yeah, want you're, something near the end of the movie when, right. yeah, right. Near but the end Will, of the movie. Will, Will and his dad have an argument. Right. That's, um, yeah. So do, do you have these like chunks that you write around essentially is what I'm trying to ask. Like there are these pieces that you know you want to have happen and then you're writing to get there or is it just like kind of all flow? No, no, no. Um, so I, I generally, you know, I think I see certain chunks of the movie. I, I definitely, I do an outline. Outlining is really key uh-huh. because um, if you don't know where you want to get to, it's hard to get there. Cause it, it it's an entirely made up world. None of this stuff happened. <laughs> um, and so, so um you, you can make the ending more powerful by putting things in the beginning that, that when you get to the end, people go, Oh, look at that. Yeah, and uh-huh. you know, um, there are things like a letter that uh, appears at the end of the right, movie that, right. you know, kind of powerful. And, right. uh, so, um, so yeah, you know, I had certain scenes in mind and during that argument scene, there, there's some facts that get thrown in there and th- those I researched. Um, uh, but yeah, you, the outline is kind of key. And then, you know, that might give me, if it was the alphabet, it'll give me like A and E and, you know, K and <laughs> N, P yeah. and then C. And then I've got to, okay, I got to fill in the other ones, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole um, movie. Okay. So, well, that's, that's great. Um, so the, the, the journey of Will is, is yeah. particularly fascinating. You know, he goes from, uh, someone who does, you know, a little bit like, just, like, let me just jam. 
Like, I just want to jam here. And then in the end, he's, like, standing up in front of, like, superpower hitters and, like, really saying it. Um, did you model him after something or anyone or, or, like, a particular historical figure? Or is it just, like, this is the person that I want to see as this movie progresses? Yeah, I'm more of the latter. I mean, I I believe very much in kids, as I think you do. And so I, it, it uh, I mean, while... It's not especially realistic that he's going to be able to bust his way into the Senate floor. I, I do think, you know, kids have powerful ideas and can be very eloquent. And there was no reason that Will, particularly inspired by his three other friends, couldn't become that person. Uh-huh. You know, and, and inspired by his dad, you know, I mean, and, and his mom. They laid those things in him, you know, from a young age. And it was sort of just like he was a flower waiting to blossom uh-huh. and uh, took sort of some um, – you know, nurturing and fertilizing by his friends uh, to, to get him to that spot. So, yeah, uh, yeah there was no particular... I, I, did he remind you of a particular historical character, I wonder? Um, I just, you know, I think, like, the the arc of someone who, like, sort of fulfills their, their destiny in a way. Um, I don't know about a... I'm, I'm not a history buff, but, like... You know, Luke Skywalker did the same thing. And that's a really good one. That's a really, really good one, right? And like, so, so I see that as like, it was just really cool to, you know, to watch him, to watch him grow and to watch him change and to watch him, you know, then at the end when he just gets that another, you did another one for the musicians out there. Like, yeah. hey, here's the, here's the guitar. Like, why don't you just like jam out for everyone? And yeah. everyone's just like, Woo! like that. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> are you a musician yourself, or you just can like harness uh, that, harness I, that know, dream? I, I, <laughs> I sing in the shower, and I would. I, I if someone said, you know what, you can never make another movie again, but you can become a rock star. I would. I yeah. would do that. Yeah, sure, but, sure, sure. Uh, very little musical talent, but cool. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I think if if you have like uh, young writers listening to the show at all, you know, y- you want your characters to grow. Um, over the course of of a movie or any a story, whether it's a, a novel or whatever, and you know, there's some things. Um, there are like uh, exterior objectives that characters should have. Like in this case, his goal is really to save the eagles, but then there are interior ones that maybe they don't even realize that they need. And for Will, it's becoming you know starting to care about stuff. Yeah. And when he achieves that, then he can achieve even like greater exterior goals. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting arc. I think that a lot of parents will be able to relate to in themselves, right? Like, uh, like I remember not caring personally, yeah. and then right. now yeah. I care like a, a yeah. good deal, and like to see that, uh, <laughs> you know, for my kid to see that uh, and to to see that, like, you know, he cares a lot about the Chicago Cubs at the moment. Yeah, and, but that's gonna like develop into like he's gonna care about like things that are equally important like the cubs are very important but equally important so you have a a fairly a couple fairly well-known actors in in this movie so how did you get connected with with those folks so um so corbin bernson is in the film um and he plays will's father this powerful senator and and corbin i i you know i i think a lot of your listeners will know him either from la law back in the day in the 90s i guess and or from um, more recently from Psych, uh-huh. which um, was with uh, you know a TV show about this uh, detective or a guy who pretended to be a psychic. <laughs> um, and uh, Corbin, you know, we put out a national casting call um, in which we we said we were looking for a named actor, a famous actor to fulfill this role. 
and please only respond if you're, you know, have a, a name that people are going to recognize. And we got maybe 400 responses. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, 397 of which I'd never heard of before. <laughs> Um, there were a couple other, Tim Matheson, um, oh. who was in Animal House, and I can't remember what else he was in, but yeah. he's been in other things. Um, and maybe one other person uh, that never responded. But Corbin was, um, we saw Corbin's name, and we we're like, let's yeah. jump on that. Yeah. And, you know, Corbin um, does a lot of family films. A lot of his family films are actually sort of faith-based. Um, he's a new, kind of a, um, well, I'll, I'll let him explain that sometime to you, but um, yeah. it, it he does faith-based films, but he generally is happy about doing family films as well. And so this is not a faith-based film. Um, but he, he said, and I was very flattered by this, that he really liked the writing in it. And, um, and, you know, he gave me a couple, uh, comments on the script, uh, about two months before we filmed, we spoke on the phone and I really appreciated that. And in fact, one was a little bit of a tweak to that scene you're talking about with the guitar, with uh-huh. Will playing guitar and the secretary coming in. Um, and, uh, so he was, he was great to have, um, on set. He was very enthusiastic and he just brought a level of energy that I think inspired all our young actors. Uh-huh. Um, you know, th- to see someone who has had a career of, you know, 40 years now. Um, and the, the first scene was the scene that he, he comes into Will's room and sort of tells him to turn down his guitar and he brought so much energy into it. All of us were like, Whoa, look yeah. at that. Yeah. It was, it was really, really fun. Um, and then Shirley Jones, uh, was in it and she is, um, obviously most famous as Mrs. Partridge, but, um, you know, she also, she won an Oscar for the movie Elmer Gantry back in the sixties. And, um, so she, she was, uh, like when I talked to my parents about her, they, they realized what a big star she was before the Partridge family even. Um, and she was great, you know, um, and she was, she was cute. She, She plays Will's grandmother. And I asked her before the shoot, if she had any questions, and she said, no, you know, I'm playing an old lady. I am an old lady. I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> wow. Um, so let's talk about your, your co-director, let's, yeah. Dan, and, um, you know, just a little bit about, you know, maybe speaking for him a little bit about what his role was. But then we got we to gotta dive into to Dirk Diaper. It's Diaper. Yeah. Diaper, right. Uh, so Dan, uh, so Dan and I met just, um, I, I had gotten to a point where I said, I really want to make this movie. Um, and, uh, I, like I looked at some, trying to get some big studios to pick it up. No one picked it up, although it got kind of close, but it, it never made it. And Dan lives like five miles from me and a common friend introduced us and Dan read the script and, uh, which was probably 20 pages longer when he read it. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, he liked it he helped me on a final edit of it, uh, made some suggestions, a lot of which were actually sort of cost reduction changes oh, because we, we had, there were a few extra scenes in there and settings in there that we just were, were going to break our budget. Um, and then, uh, you know, and I said, well, would you be Dirk, you know, would you be my Dirk diaper? And, um, he was delighted to do that. And then later on when we hired Corbin, I also asked him if he would co-direct it with me. Originally he was going to, um, he was not going to do that, but then I asked him if he would do that as well. Uh-huh. Um, so, so we were very much, you know, uh, like uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum on the on the film. And in fact, I think that's what most of the crew called us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, and I mean, as he he played a, uh, a pretty over the top um, Dirk diaper. Um, but I, I'll tell one other story about Dan and like how creative he is. 
Um, we had, so there's a funny scene where a chef goes into a bathroom and encounters this man who is on the potty. And, um, and remarkably, we had a glitch with our actors. Those two actors didn't show up on the same day of the shoot. And Dan came up with a, like, we were really scrambling, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We got to bring the other guy back down. Um, anyway, Dan came up with this brilliant way to shoot that scene. And the two guys are never in the same room together. One, you know, one was up in Baltimore while we were filming down in Richmond. The other one was back somewhere else while we were filming. <laughs> so um, it, he really, he pulled off a fantastic fix for that yeah, scene. It wow. looks, I don't think anyone, you know, who's watching it can really tell. I would not have known. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the beauty of it, right? Creative. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, please. Yeah, well, uh, so then he, he played Dirk Diaper. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, I thought there was a lot of, I, I gave Dirk Diaper that name and thought there's a lot of like good eight, 10 year old humor. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that I love. <laughs> 40 year old humor. <laughs> built from that name. And um, so we, um, I mean, we really decided together that, that the dirt diaper, no, it's Diapere, was going to just become the, um, That's the, the thing. line. Everyone would remember coming out of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, so for those of us who have never made a movie, which I think is a lot, um, yeah. what? how many people are involved? Like Ballpark, just out of curiosity. Uh, wow. Uh, 50 for this movie. 50. 60. Um, you know, there were Dan and I, we had like of, of our crew, there were sort of four really key people who were the cinematographer or director of photography, a guy named Stephen Lyons, our production designer who, so, so Stephen works the cameras, the production designer helps build all the sets, built that terrific tree house uh -huh. or, or had some crew who built it uh -huh. and, you know, built, took a, what was essentially a college dorm room and turned it into a um, 19th century train car. Uh -huh. Um, and uh, just made a great look. The assistant director, uh, who was a woman named Gigi Curtin, uh, who really was the boss. I mean, t theoretically, Dan and I were the bosses, but Gigi ran the show. And uh, and if she said jump, we'd say yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and and then um, our sound guys, um, Proctor Trevette and Billy Britt. One was during production, one was after. Our editor, Jeremy Jeremy Galise. So and then you know, and the rest of the crew is another twenty people or so. Yeah. And then we had a composer, we had, um, you know, we, we had people who uh, did the trailer, a separate person did the trailer, um, we had some investors, and then there's the cast, Yeah. right? Yeah. The cast, you know, there were about 10 pretty primary characters, and then that scene in the in the Senate, we had about 40 extras that day, just one day we had 40 extras. So, but you know, now actually my number should jump to 150 people were involved or something, because some people all for one day. Yeah one thing yeah it's it's fascinating for someone who sees the finished product to 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 then think about not just like the time that went in before it was you know a movie but all the all the hands involved in making it happen it's fascinating yeah really yeah. really cool so um so what's uh so what's next uh what's next you know let, let me just throw one other thought on that because I, yeah, I know sure. um when we we played in some film festivals and almost Every at the end we would do Q and A, and when kids ask questions, it, it was almost always, 
did that really happen? Did uh-huh. they really do that? You know, uh-huh. and um, like in, including one very Cuban was, you know, did they really kiss? <laughs> <laughs> they really kissed. It was like, oh, that's gross. gross. <laughs> but, but, you know, just it, it is remarkable um, when you've made a movie how fake everything really is. Um, because <laughs> you only the only thing that needs to look real is what the camera is actually seeing. And one foot away from that, you know, there's another person standing holding a light or yeah. there's you know, the, the scene isn't there. And so it's, it's, um, it's a remarkable thing. And once you've made a movie, you never watch a movie the same way because uh-huh. you're constantly imagining what's right around what's, it. What's over there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned the, uh, the sort of the, the, the love connections that happen and I was just glad to see all of them. It was really nice. Everyone ends up happy. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what, well, before we, maybe before we get to what's next, we should say this movie is available. Um, yeah. what, what are the ways that people can see it? Okay. So, um, a couple things you, you can, the easiest way is you can stream it on Amazon right now. Um, if you have prime, it's free. If you don't have prime, it's like two or $3. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also download it on iTunes. Uh, you can get it at, uh, I think you can get it via Xbox. You can get it at Fandango now uh-huh. as well. You can also buy the DVD at um, at either Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, and the DVD is cool. Um, it has a couple little extras, including some director's commentary, like just cut into like little two minute bits where Dan and I talk about that scene. And I think there's six of them, so it's you don't have to watch the whole movie with director's commentary, but there are a couple little cool things. Cool. And if you our website is OnTheWingMovie.com, and so there are links to every which way that you can watch it. There, we're on Twitter at I think it's on the Wing Film. At, at On The Wing Film, and we're on Facebook, which is maybe facebook.com slash On The Wing Movie. Great. Cool. Very cool. So, okay, so now, what, what, what's next? You know, like, you, you made a movie. Like, that's a major yeah. thing. So, Jerry, what, what's happening? What's <laughs> happening now? <laughs> well, well, so, I'm, you know, I, I came at, at the movie making as a writer, and so um, I, I had written this. I've written five screenplays. This was the second one I wrote. Um, and I just finished another one with a, another writing partner, Greg Barrett. Um, and, uh, it's not a kid's movie. It's, it's a political thriller. It's set in DC again, but, um, it's pretty current because it involves email hacking. It involves oh. the Russians. It, oh. involves, <laughs> it involves the Chinese, the Russians and the Americans. And it's not clear who's done what. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, we wrote it before, um, you know, this stuff came out, we finished it like the very end of October. And so, I mean, there was some stuff floating around in the air, but, um, it was, uh, it's, it's incredibly timely. In fact, yeah, yeah. it, it, it so. may be a situation where reality is, uh, you know, is, is better than the fiction that we've created. <laughs> or unbelievable than the fiction we've created. Yeah, it is truly unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, and Dan and I have talked about, um, you know, sort of a, uh, on the wing to the revenge of, of diaper. That'd be awesome. So, <laughs> We'll be thinking about that. Great. Well, um, I mean, I, I, I love the movie. You know, I told you my my there are some like parts that are written for the seven year old boy and all of us. But Jerry, thank you so much. Love the movie. Um, everyone should check this movie out. It is. It, it's nice to. Uh, it's nice to talk to someone about everything that went into making the movie, and, and that someone is you, obviously. And it's it's just really cool to hear. Um, you know, all of the themes that are in the movie are just so relevant for all of us, and, and, you, and it's a beautiful thing. So thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you very much, and keep the podcast going. All right, right, will do. Cool. 
I just gotta say that one of the coolest parts about doing this podcast is getting to talk to people like Jerry, who are making amazing things for kids and can really talk about it in a way that teaches me something. So thanks again, Jerry, for reaching out. I was thrilled to have you on the show. Everyone check out On The Wing. It's on Amazon Prime. I know you love that two-day free shipping, but here's something else that you can like just as much. Thanks for listening. Of course, everything you've always needed to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. Stay tuned later this week for episode number three of Good Stuff Sports. That's right, the spinoff is live and well, and it is coming to you probably on Thursday. Thursday seems like the right day for that. Thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. All of them are Good Stuff Pod. I love follows. Following is fun. Follow. I don't post that much, I don't think. Maybe, Maybe I should post more. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, and by the way, the Super Bowl, right? How about Tom Brady? I mean, if you couldn't see that coming a mile away, it almost makes you think. It almost makes you think that it's rigged. Probably wasn't, but almost makes you think that it was. Just just makes you think. Anyhow, best Super Bowl snack by far, buffalo chicken wings with blue cheese, and you all know it. If you think that you have a better Super Bowl snack, I would love to hear what it is. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very, very, very soon. Good stuff.